Alrighty, it's that time again. What is up, everybody? I am back with another freaking podcast, okay? Now, this one, this episode, I have a feeling is going to be good, alright? It's going to be good. Now, as you all know, because you're listening, the title of my podcast is My Journey as an Adult. And yes, that title took me like five seconds to figure out and it might be a little half-assed but that's okay because that's just the genre that I'm sticking with so no it's not always going to be about correctional officering although while I'm going through the academy for these seven weeks I live there five days a week so you know as you may expect um, this academy is most of my life for right now. Um, so that's really all I'm going to be talking about. Um, but if anything personally happens to me, then, you know, I will inform you guys unless it's too personal, things like that, because everybody needs to know how I'm coping as an adult and what, what kind of things I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing other than being a correctional officer. This podcast could have many, many more episodes, you know, because I'm an adult. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I was just eating some trail mix and I kind of choked up a little bit. (laughs) Uh, I'm an adult from now at 18 years old, how old I am right now, uh, till I die, I will be an adult. Obviously, I'll eventually run out of topics and things to say when I'm 89 Okay, so it's not going to go that far, I'm telling you right now. Um, But, it's my journey as an adult, so it's not just going to be about being a correctional officer. It's just majority of that right now. But, I have a lot to update you guys on in everything, okay? Everything and anything you can think of between uh, now and when we I last recorded. So... Let's start off with my personal life. My girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah. Um, not much to say on that. Moving on. So anyway, (laughs) going back on to the academy, right? Last time... I spoke about week one. Well, I just finished week four, so I'm just going to kind of speed run everything. Um, If you plan on going to the academy, go for it, because truth is, I'm going to sound like a douchebag when I say this, but it's not that hard, okay? Um, You know, if you're listening from different states, that's another thing. I'm just talking about Correctional Officer Training Academy here in Arizona. It's not hard, and uh, we are in desperate need of correctional officers. So they kind of lowered the standards for everything. Well, maybe not everything, but like for the physical training, it's easier than what it once was, and you don't have to be as much in shape, things like that. 
self-defense is different only be, mostly because of uh, the COVID. Um, but I'll get into all that in just a second. So, I spoke about week one last time. Week two, really honestly more of the same. You're in your dress attire. Um, you're in a classroom for most the majority of the time. And yeah, uh, you walk in the classroom and they kind of try to train you on filling out the correctional officer service logs that you're going to be doing on a daily basis because, you know, you document everything, right? So they get you in the habit of doing that. So you have to write your journal, what class you're doing, when you go on breaks, when you come back from breaks, when you go to lunch, things, things like that, obviously. So... Yeah. Then uh, you have your keys, which it's really only your dorm key that you have to keep track of. And then you have, from there, they give you clickers, and that's how you take tests um, electronically with clickers. And then you get issued radios, which is pretty cool. Hook it on your belt, and boom, you're that much closer to being a CO. Congratulations, you have a freaking radio. It's a... good stuff honestly it is good stuff so a lot of boring class work um a lot of pt you know uh you wake up at 6 a.m every day and you go jogging i mean you you go you go out with your your class as well as the classes ahead of you you're the freshman class because you're in your whites, your business attire, your penguins, if you will, okay, then it's a sophomore, junior, and senior, but, you know, the academy's only seven weeks, so you promote to the next level really quickly, anyway, long story short, PT 6 a.m., stretch, you run until they tell you to stop running, get some water, and then they do whatever they want, bear crawls up and down the, the field, they want you to do lunges up and down the field or they just make you do jumping jacks push-ups and mountain climbers bear crawls literally whatever they want get on the on the grass do some scissor kicks some abs push-ups things like that so during week two sergeant gives us instructions on getting our class a uniforms so they give us our uh, our uniform allowance which is pretty nice it was like three hundred dollars 250 give or take you know then you go to in tucson the local uh uniform vendor and they know exactly who you are and what you need so they'll get you fitted the nice class a uniform They'll put it on. They'll find your size. They'll uh, tailor it to fit you better if they need to. You get your duty belt. You get your uh, belt keepers, which keeps your duty belt to your actual belt underneath. You get a radio holster, cuff holster, OC spray holster. And, yeah, it's really really dope. Um... Class A pants, Class A shirt. It's long sleeve <clears throat> with the 
badge on it. It's got places to, to pin your badge once you receive it. For right now, we don't have badges, obviously, because that's earned. You feel me? Got to earn them badges. And, yeah. So, it's pretty cool for the first time, even though you're not officially wearing it. You're just trying it on for size. It's still, it's an amazing feeling, even though you've only gone to the Academy for two weeks to get this far, but it's still extremely rewarding and, you know, you feel proud of yourself. You get to wear that uniform and look in the mirror and think you're freaking invincible, but you're not, okay? Remember that you're not invincible, okay? But I digress. You leave with all that stuff except what uh, they need to tailor. And then they get your name, and then they put your first initial with your last name on uh, a golden nameplate. It is, like, freaking golden. It gleams in the sun. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And then you get your boots, but I was a COT before this, so I already had my boots and stuff like that. So, all these are things that you need. Go back to your dorms, and you're astonished that you've come this far, but, you know, you still have to wear your dress attire until you end up in week two now at coda every sergeant is different okay every sergeant is different we got a little bit of a harsher one i guess um we weren't allowed to wear our pt uniforms until week three which our pt uniforms is um a, the gray shirt with our last name on the back of it we were able to wear the sweatpants and the shorts and stuff but you you had to uh wear a white plain white t-shirt until week three and we were able to wear our with our last name on the back and then also our sergeant was kind of strict on uh dress dress standards so i i had mentioned last episode about all the creases that you needed yeah he was looking for all those creases on all of us before he granted us permission to wear our class a's starting week three so if you don't wear your class a's Everyone knows you're behind and you and you're in your white you're in your whites and you look like a freshman still and everyone knows that you screwed up and it sucks. But luckily we passed inspection and by week three we were in our class A's officially wearing our duty belt. So we actually instead of pinning the freaking radio to our belts, we would actually put it in a holster, secure it. Feel freaking cool. ROC pouches are empty. Our handcuff pouches are empty unless we're doing restraint practice, in which case we can put it in there, feel all cool for a second, and then restrain our buddies. Um, And all this time, you're going through classes, some of which are boring, some of which are actually really important, like handcuffing, uh, how to communicate with inmates, how to discipline inmates, how inmate management happens things like that um but i won't bore you guys with any of those boring details because they are guess what a boring but like i said some of them are really important so anyway a lot of boring class stuff sometimes though we're doing we do really fun scenarios one of us or two of us or a few of us would play as the uh, inmates while one of us or however many would play the officer in the scene and then like officer will come into the room not really knowing what the scenario is about 
and the inmates are just acting and you got to try to be the officer and think what would I do in this if this was real and then act it out and then the sergeant would give feedback afterwards sounds nerve-wracking but it's actually pretty fun to be honest so yeah week three we learned a lot we did a lot of scenarios uh, we did restraint, uh, you know, handcuffing practice with everything. You got the, the regular handcuffs, just handcuff behind your back. You got the belly chains, which it goes around your stomach. And then they also cuff your hands to your side, basically. And then you have the leg, the, uh, leg restraints. Obviously, it goes on each ankle, so you can't really run. You're restrained at the legs. That, that part is fairly obvious practice with all that make sure you know it make sure you know how to do it there is a specific way of handcuffing but you know go through the academy and you'll you'll know how and it's actually quite fun and it's pretty easy to get the hang of what if you practice enough of course um sergeant continues to uh talk about us getting oc sprayed at the end of week five aka next week for me um making us really excited and really nervous at the same time because he explains how excruciatingly painful it is if you've been sprayed with oc then you you understand uh but i don't understand and so hopefully i will by the end of week five it's gonna suck but anyways i'll also be sure to talk about that in the next episode which will probably come out hours or at least the next day after i get sprayed who knows who knows who freaking knows, okay? So, getting back on track. Week three was good for another reason. We got our class flag. Alright? Our class is class 1197. 1,197. And so far, it's been sitting in our classroom, hung up. But, how I mentioned last episode, how you march everywhere and you have this flagpole that's empty... Well, now it wasn't because Sergeant said he wanted perfection on our Class A uniform. And yes, we had an entire uniform inspection where he'd look at our creases. Are they perfect? Yes. Okay, he moves on. Our hats are clean. We have masks. We are shaved because there's a grooming standard also, not just a, how you dress. It's how you groom yourself. You know, you got a clean shave face every morning, every day, okay? And then, you know, you have your dress shirt. I mean, not your dress shirt. Your Class A shirt. Creases. You have your black tie, which is clip-on. Has to be clip-on because if an inmate grabs your tie, you know, he doesn't, you know, it'll just come right off. Safety reasons, obviously. Then you have your um, Class A pants, which are also creased down the legs. You have your boots. Boots were a big, important part in the inspection. Because he wanted them shiny. He said he wanted to show so shiny that you should see his reflection on your boots. So, you know, you get polished and you kind of sit there for hours just polishing, polishing, polishing. The first time you polish, it's the worst. Because you have to put on coat after coat after coat. Apply water. And then it finally looks shiny. After that, uh, one or two coats will do it. And then you just top it off with some water. And it'll start shining like it did the first time. So that little bit of advice i guess um if you ever don't know how to do anything just look it up on youtube really helpful i'm not going to explain how to do it <clears throat> so we passed inspection 
and we were marching good and we were doing good in the classroom and trying giving 100% of our effort all the time on the PT field so he felt that we were able to receive our class flag and so he pins it on uh, on our flagpole that we carry all over the place that our guard on carries right and our guard on she uh, leads the the formation all the time and then you have the drill who says left 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 right left yeah that's him he's basically just telling you how to keep in step with everybody else so we look the same but the guard on she'll lead us everywhere we go and it's pretty cool to see honestly it's pretty cool to be a part of because we're all stomping in synchronized form and it sounds like we're a hurricane about to destroy your house you know what I mean it's freaking awesome anyways getting your flag is a big deal because also you now represent your class wherever you go I mean you always did at the start but now it, it's more special this way also, you don't have to run everywhere. So now, during on hours, you can walk. You can walk places. You don't have to run because if you didn't run before, you'd get in trouble because we didn't have to earn our flag. But now we can walk. We earned it on, I think, Monday or maybe Tuesday. And then we got it taken away on Friday because he said... He said that he can give it to us and he can also take it away. So I took that crap away, bro. I was, I was steaming like a demon, man. But it was because uh, a few cadets didn't put parking permits in their car, or at least on their dash, where it should be visible. And the lieutenant, one of the uh, lieutenants had to come in and address that. And Sergeant doesn't like being addressed by other people, other people addressing his classes, because it makes him look bad. We make him look bad, so we got to push a position for a very long time, and then he took our, our flag, so guess what? We had to double time. We had to run everywhere, but luckily, the next week, aka week four, we earned it right back on Monday because he said, whenever you guys are ready for your flag, you let me know, okay? So Monday, that's what, that's what we did. Um... One of the cadets, he was like, Sergeant, like at the very end of the day, he was like, Sergeant, I think we've earned our class flight now. Some people thought it was too early, but he actually had saved us. And Sergeant was feeling generous and said, okay, I'll give this back to you. But everything from here on out needs to be perfect, basically. Yes, Sergeant. And then he clipped it back on uh, our flagpole, which was good. And guess what? It's the end of week four and we still have our flag. We kept that dang thing. We kept that, yo. It's awesome. It's friggin' awesome. It was amazing, okay? We we got to walk everywhere. Oh, also, I keep forgetting this. I don't know why. So you have colors, as I've previously mentioned in the last episode, I believe. You have colors, you know, uh, 7 in the morning, flag pole gets raised. The American flag on top, and underneath it, the Arizona flag. You salute it and stuff like that. And then you say your class motto. 
it's 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 less of a motto, more of a of a like a war cry, of a <coughs> of a chant, if you will. Um, and you earn that when you earn your class flag. It's pretty cool because after colors, you kind of let off this war cry. It's like a chant. So ours is. The drill will turn around and he'll say, he'll, he won't say, he'll yell. Like we try to yell as loud as we can. He'll say, class. And we'll reply, Coda 1197. Coda and then our class number. He'll say it again, class. Coda 1197. And then he'll say, we are. And then we'll, we as a team will yell, champions. We are champions. And then he'll say, we bleed. Then we'll say, excellence. And then our drill will say, we become, and then we'll say legends. So it sounds like, we are champions. We bleed excellence. We become legends. And then we do this thing called the haka, okay? It's called the haka. It's really freaking dope, okay? So our drill is um, Hawaiian. So if you're Hawaiian, you know what I'm talking about, the haka, right? It is exactly a war cry, and it's meant to strike fear in your enemy. So obviously I can't show you, but you basically stop with your left foot, stop with your right foot. You're going to, excuse me, you stop with your left foot. No, yeah, you stop with your left foot, stop with your right foot. Then you slap with your left hand, your left thigh, your right hand, you slap your right thigh. Then your left hand slaps your right chest, the right side of your chest, then your left hand or your right hand slaps the left side of your chest. And then you go down and you go up with your arms and you just yell basically you yell and then after all that excitedness we just get back in formation shut up like nothing happened striking fear in our enemies and it's cool and our lieutenant said that it was the most unique cool thing he's ever done and uh, i'm not gonna say the cadet's name who did this because i didn't tell him about my podcast and so i don't know if he's okay with me saying his name um, I did tell some some cadets about the podcast, and you know they're fine with me saying their name. In fact, I told them I would give them a few shout outs. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give them a few shout outs. That'll be a little later though. Um, so that's what we do for colors in the morning and at uh, four four p.m when uh, the day's over. Anyway, moving on to week four, okay? Week four, Monday, Tuesday, self-defense, all day. It was amazing, okay? It was amazing. You learned uh, field interview stance, which is just you're standing normally, but you're ready for a fight. Then you get into self-defense stance, knees slightly bent, your hands are up to protect your face at all times, things like that. And then they showed us the different uh, ways to strike with your closed fist, uh, palm strikes, which is like your fingers are curled and you're hitting with the palm of your hand rather than a fist. Um, Kicks, kicking the shin, kicking the kneecap, uh, shin kicks where you kick their, like the outside of their knee with your leg. just everything you think of and then what to do when if you fall down in a fight how to protect yourself if you're on the ground 
how to protect yourself if someone's grappling with you, if someone's on top of you, if someone's got you in a chokehold. Things like that. So, long story short, that's how I can summarize Monday and Tuesday. It's just self-defense. That's all it was. Um, and a lot of uh, working out. You know, we did push-ups, sit-ups with uh, Sally Up, Sally Down. If you know that song, you know what I'm talking about. Bring Sally up, bring Sally down. And then you stay down until you bring Sally up again. It, it really does kill you, and it's tough. But, yeah. So here's the big news about me, uh, my part in this academy, okay? Whenever you graduate, your class graduates, there's uh, a number of, uh, I guess, what's the word? Certificates that is given out. There's like the Top Gun certificate, you know, goes to the cadet who was got the best shooting score at the range. And then you have... I think the best academic standard. Uh, maybe I think the best PT scores or whatever. Something like that. And then you have... The Distinguished Graduate Award. Which means you are the top of your class... In just points in general. Not necessarily you are the best at PT. You are the best in the classroom. You are the best shooter. But... Of all the points comprised of all those sections then you're just your score is the highest maybe you were good because you know you're gonna have cadets that are really good in the classroom not so good at pt really good at pt really good in the classroom uh you know things like that i guess i'm just kind of all around decent you know my pt scores were not the best and for the week two and three my classroom score was seventh i was seventh place but all that added up, I guess I was number one. So I'm not trying to brag because it doesn't matter if you're not number one by the time you graduate. That's that You have to be number one by the time you graduate, week seven. It's only week four, the end of week four. But I'm currently sitting in first place as uh, the most distinguished graduate. So I'm trying to go for that award and... Lucky for me, a bunch of my uh, peers, a bunch of the other fellow cadets are really happy for me, and they say they're proud of me, and they keep calling me <laughs> number one, and so they're giving me special privileges, or at least they pretend they do. It's really funny, and I really love all those guys, you know. Not the gateway, of course, but love them all. I'm going to be sad when I never see them again, because literally only one person is going to my complex, and that's the Hawaiian guy, the, the drill, he's going to my complex, and I couldn't be happier with that, honestly, he's a, he's a great guy, and he's a hard worker, and he sweats a lot, okay, he sweats a lot, like, his shirt will go from gray to, like, well, well a darker shade of gray, but his entire shirt, not just, like, around his neck, his pits, no, the entire thing, it's hilarious, he should get an award for the class's most sweatiest cadet honestly should be a award for that he would totally get that easily but yeah everyone gives me just kind of you know and then you have the cadets that say they're gonna take my spot the guy in number two is two points behind me two that could 
Jeez, that could be anything. That could be one test question for all you, for all I know. Um, I've got him beat in PT, but he's definitely got me beat in the classroom. He's a pretty smart dude, and he knows what what is going on. Okay, he knows. So yeah. Uh, just practice, practice, practice. That was a lot of week four. Um, we learned all kinds of stuff. Um, we we went over initiating ICS, what to do in emergencies and in, in your prison. You go over searching, contraband, documenting, poor writing. So much stuff you go over. I, I don't even want to go re-go over it with anybody, okay? You just, you have to go to the academy, you got to learn it, you got to pass it, and yeah, it's not that hard, honestly. They give you a one to two hour lesson, they give you an exam right after the lesson, and the questions are stupid simple. Like, it's ridiculous, bro. Moving on. It's time to uh, give... Give those shout-outs I was mentioning earlier. So, I had to stop and think, okay? First shout-out is going to go to my good old buddy, Compost, okay? That's his name. C-A-M-P-O-S. Compost, okay? Um, I did ask him if it was Campos or Compost, and he told me it was Compost, okay? So, don't be like, well, the way it's spelled, it's Campos. No. He said it doesn't matter. It could be either one. But he told me to say compost. So I'm saying, I'm calling him compost. That's his name. Not compost. But I tell him he's compost. My favorite camp host. Because I'm a little bit of a rapper. As you might have guessed. Anyways, uh, I give him a big shout out. Because he is like the wisest bald guy I have ever met probably. And I mean that wholeheartedly because, you know, I told him what was going on in my personal life as far as my uh, relationship. And he gave me, like, some freaking amazing advice. It was wonderful. And he made me feel better. And not only that, but he's pretty funny. And he has good jokes. And me and him joke around all the freaking time, okay? all the time and he's been calling me number one and stuff and I know he's gonna listen to this podcast and uh he's gonna hear his name and he's gonna he's gonna be happy about it because I told him about this podcast and I said I'm gonna give you a shout out because of how an amazing of a person you are and uh, I hope you're thrilled compost because you deserve it and you deserve to get a badge on that chest all right buddy I talked to him like he's my best friend and him and I are good pals, okay? And But he's like third in his 30s, and he's married. But that's also why he's so wise, and he's freaking knows what he's talking about about his relationship stuff, because he has a wife. And uh, before I, like, disclose this guy's, like, social security number and all this stuff, I'm not going to do all that. Uh, but, yeah, Compost, you're a good guy. Keep being you, all right? second shout out I want to give to okay is uh Cadet Rivera okay 
Rivera, you are the whitest Mexican I have ever seen. <laughs> okay? But... I also call him my number one fan because that's exactly what he is. When I told him I had a, I had a, I had a uh, podcast, he literally said that he listened to it. He listened to all my episodes so far on the on his way home. That is why he's my number one fan. Plus, him and I talk about crap all the time. He's eight. He's 18, just like me. We're in uh, very similar boats. In fact, I think he's about to propose to his girl. So, good luck to you, my friend, on that. And, uh, you know, I feel like he's always there for me. And him and Compost actually are roommates. Like, they live in the same dorm. So, I mean, the same room. So, that's pretty cool, I guess. But, yeah, Rivera. You're a good friend, and he's very supportive of me being in first place, and I think they both hope I get the Distinguished Graduate Award, and I hope I do too, and I really appreciate the good attitude, the positive vibes from these guys, and uh, yeah, thank you both for being there. And I'm sure you both will make very good officers. And I hope you all promote to sergeant and then lieutenant and then you become commander. Okay? Just food for thought. No, compost, I hope you become a CO3 because that's what you're... You seem very interested in that. Um, CO2, you know, you're security-minded. Okay? That's your number one job. Just security, safety, and stuff like that. But if you're a CO3... You're, you're more of the legal aspect. You take care of the inmates' needs legally, right? You might take care of their property, anything of that nature. That's the CO3's job. Compo said he's very interested in that, so hopefully, good luck to you, mate. Use that bachelor degree to your advantage. I think that's what you said you have. I hope that's what you said you have, because I'm on my podcast giving false information. Feel your wrath on Monday after you listen to this podcast and get after me because I gave wrong info. And Rivera, I hope you become a sergeant one day. You'll make a very good one. That's all I have to say about that. I hope I become a sergeant. Well, maybe. Who knows? Who knows what is in store for moi? Yeah, ended uh we ended week four with an absolute bang, okay? Week four was great. A little boring at times, a little slow, but week four was pretty good. And now I'm on my way home, and I couldn't be happier with that. I miss home, and I cannot wait to get home because I'm tired, and I stink. And I'm also hungry, so there's all that. So... I think I'm going to wrap this episode up now. Thank you all for listening to my podcast. I kind of I kind of went off for a while um, on this episode, but, you know, mostly due to the fact that I'm in a car for a while, and even after I end this episode, it's still going to be a little bit. So, I need something to do while I'm driving, okay? But, yeah. Uh... 
Um, next time you hear me talk, I will have been sprayed. And so, you know, that's going to be exciting to talk about. And I will be sure to include every little detail I remember. But yeah, um, this episode is coming to a close. I appreciate you all for listening. And until next time, stay safe. And remember, don't record podcasts and drive. Unless you're me and can pull that off. All right. See you next time.